Hi, everybody. This is Create Beauty Every Day, a podcast uh, brought to you by HookingRugs.com. I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick, and I'm here today to talk to Margot Seaman about her work because um, she's been posting on Instagram, and the last two posts that you've made, Margot, have given me a real chill. Well, the, the two previous posts to today right, have given me a right. real chill. Um, tell me about yourself, Margot. Uh, tell me a little bit about who you are. Hmm. <laughs> um, well, I'm Margot Seaman. I live in New Jersey. I'm um, as an empty nester now. My daughters are, are grown. So um, I haven't, I was a stay-at-home mom for probably since my second daughter was born. But before that, I was a teacher um, in the Bronx in New York. and. Um, and then before that, I worked in uh, museums at FIT, the Fashion Institute of Technology, and did um, worked in the museum there and did my graduate work there and in costume history and textile design. Mm -hmm. And you're a volunteer too, aren't you? you do yeah, I do a lot of volunteering in um, my church and I, previously in the schools when the girls were in the schools. But um, I do a lot of work with... Um, uh, well, right now we're we're working with some families in Westfield that are um, struggling because of the uh, the pandemic to put food on the table, basically. And um, so um, one of the women, really good friend of mine in the church, has started a grocery pickup where um, people in the church donate food, and we um, put together bags on Fridays um, to to supplement what they're able to get because they their jobs have been really compromised because of the pandemic and then we do a lot of work with um i'm a the co-coordinator for our homeless program we um we shelter families um who are temporarily homeless uh four or five well we haven't been doing it now because of the pandemic but in a typical year we house them four to five times a year okay yeah. so as a stay-at-home mom um at what at what point uh did you begin to look you were always a maker every like right, right. You know, <laughs> time and you've always been a maker at what point did you start to think about yourself as an artist um still still working on that <laughs> and your class has been very very good for that um, um i i don't have an answer to that actually because it's been yeah i'm, I'm still working on that you're that's just evolving for you yeah yes yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, but your classes have been really good about helping people at all of us at different points in our, in our artist journey about where we are on that. I think, um, the, the work, t tell us about the work that you're doing, the COVID, the COVID vocab project. So the COVID vocab pro project started when, um, I guess maybe a month into the pandemic. Right. Um, I, I have no sense of time anymore. <laughs> really, really, like, what is today? Um, but I started, I, I was following um, Governor Cuomo and Governor Murphy of New York and New Jersey, their um, uh, press conferences every day. And it really kind of got me through a lot of it. But, um, but I noticed in, in all of that, that there's this common thread of words that were being used just specific to the pandemic. And um, and they were, it was becoming a whole new vocabulary for us. And, um, and right at that time, you had done a, um, a, one of the Thursday um, webcasts about um, hooking words. And so right. my words for that were day to day because that was 
and it's still very much my words for for everything. Um, it's just day to day, and so it got me thinking about the, the this vocabulary that was happening within the um, pandemic, and um, words that we were all using. You know, quarantine, um, stay at home, lockdown, um, um, hand sanitizer, wash your hands, wear a mask. You know, all these things we were just saying them all the time, and and and. I, I follow a lot of uh, reporters on Twitter, and one of the reporters said, we need to be documenting. We need to be, whatever your medium is, we need to be documenting this time. And, and I really took that to heart because, you know, I've, in my um, academic realm, you know, in my academic life, um, I was doing tons of research in costume history and costume design. So it, it really resonated with me that, that documenting. So this was my way. Cause it was, it was, you know, I kind of um, thought, you know, let's, let's hook the document. Let's, let's document by hooking. Yeah. And so I just started, you know, I have lists and lists of words and I'm just kind of working through them. Um, and I, some of them seem like I did herd immunity today. That seemed very timely, but I'd had it on the list for a long time. And it, it um, you know, it just happened that that was today's word. Um, some of them are a little older words that we're not using quite as much anymore. And then some are newer words that we're using more now. So tell me, tell, tell us the two things you did in, over the weekend. Um, you did people and their story. Yeah. So um, I think I have the, the thing right here. Um, this just blew me away. Um, the New York Times did this. Can you see that? The yeah. this thing about the U.S. deaths near 100,000. So there are a thousand names on here, and mm -hmm. and so each one has the name like um, um, Stanley Chera, 77, New York City developer and friend of the president. Um, you know, so it's they're just. They're just so fun. Um, Andrew, Adam, I'm sorry, I don't have my glasses on. Andrew Kovacs, 72, New York City, cartoonist and expert on musicals. I mean, it's just these it's little snapshots, like tiny little snapshots of yeah. people and what their families or whoever, you know, spoke to the New York Times yeah. chose to say about them. And those three just really spoke to me. Um, the, you know, her last words were thank you. I mean, you know. And um, the, the first one I did was she was known as the fashionista in her nursing home. I mean, what better, you know, like, how great is that? Yeah. <laughs> you 97 yeah. to be known as the fashionista. Yeah. And uh, you can just picture her, right? And, um, and then I love the one, you know, my favorite one is she loved Jesus, Dr. Pepper, and her family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think in that order. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it definitely yeah. was in that order in the New York Times, but, you know, so those just really spoke to me. And, you know, I could probably do a lot more, but, um, you know, and I was wondering, we, we, I think we hit 200,000 today mm -hmm. in, in, uh, the U S and, um, whether the New York times will do a similar yeah. thing again. And like Judy Woodruff on PBS NewsHour does, um, I think she only does it once a week, but she picks three people to profile that have passed mm -hmm. away. Um, governor Murphy, every time I just watched him again yesterday, he's on three times a week. Now he always, every single press conference, he does three people. Mm -hmm. And, um, and he, he always says, and I just think this is so beautiful the way he says, um, we're going to honor, we're going to honor, I love that word, we're going to honor the people, three people today he describes when he said, as he says it, he says, I had the great honor of speaking with their family. Mm -hmm. And every time he says that I had the great honor. And I just think it's really beautiful because I think 
um, we forget that they're not just numbers. These are people. And um, because when we make when we make them numbers, it's much easier to digest what's happening and um, and not understand all of all of the ramifications of what is happening. Yeah, when we make them numbers, it feels like it's not happening. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, so. it feels like you know it just it takes all the humanity out of it. And, yeah. And I really felt that in your little Instagram. Yeah. You um, put the humanity back into it. You well, know, it's really thank you. It's. Yeah. Um, it's just sorely lacking right now, you know, the, the humanity of all of it. And, um, and there are little stories that people are telling about these people um, through, the, through their art. And um, um, I just think it's really important I'm, uh, to, to not only honor them, but to, it's a way of, of understanding what is happening during this time. And um, so, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm working on three, um, three more. Um, one of them is somebody who is very much alive, who, who touched me deeply <laughs> and it just kind of came across it by accident. You know, there are all these little, I don't, I don't know if I want to use the word heroes. They don't, they certainly are, but um, they're just people going about their daily lives mm -hmm. that are doing remarkable things for communities. And um, one of them, <laughs> is just this ice cream guy who, who the New York Times did a video of, and, um, and he's an ice cream truck driver. And when the, in, in the height of the pandemic, when all the sirens were going all the time in New York City, he was going through, he decided he needed to bring some joy to this little neighborhood, and I think it's in the Bronx. And, um, and he would put on that ice cream truck sound and, and drive his ice cream truck through. And people were so happy to hear that sound, you know, and I thought, that's amazing. Like that, what a, what a gift of joy he's bringing to, to his community. So I'm still trying to work that design out, but, um, but one of the women in the, um, in the uh, video said, um, it's so much nicer to hear this sound as opposed to the sirens. And, um, you know, because, when you're in a really condensed neighborhood and you hear all those sirens all the time, it's really hard. Yeah. I think you are an artist, Margo, whether you're identifying as that or not. And, and, and one of the things that makes convinces me that you are an artist is that you keep doing it. Your following is right now is, is smaller, like your Instagram following. Is, right. And it's, but it's growing. Right. Right. And, and uh, you're doing it really because you're trying to understand the world as it is right now. That's one of the things I see happening. And so how is doing this helping, helping you understand the world as it is like now? Like, how is it therapeutic to you? Well, the, the monotony of the kind of rugs that, you know, that word rugs, there's just there's a certain, and I don't mean that as negative because it's I know real, real positive. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a certain um, predictability to it because I'm doing the, you know, the colors and the white, you know, and, um, and the same with the New York Times ones. Um, that, that is a way of, for me of, and I have them all bundled up in a little basket so I can see the work. It's like, it's, it shows me what, how long this pandemic has been, you know, and, yeah. and how much time we're spending, um, and if I didn't have this, I 
think I might have literally gone out of my mind, you know. Um, and I think it was a way of, 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 you know, helping me personally, but also just um, being able to talk about it and show it um, in a way that might be helpful to other people in terms of kind of what we're going through um, and understanding that there's this collective vocabulary that, you know, because we're all going through it. It's the weirdest thing that we're, <laughs> that we're all going through this um, together. But um, it's, it's sort of a unifying thing for me um, about, about what, is, what this pandemic is, is all about. And, um, and there's some real, real sadness to it. Um, you know, there, there's death to it, there's sickness to it, there's, um, and that's being shown. And then, you know, the, the different words show what, um, the different words show um, kind of what, again, collectively what we're going through. And yeah. some, some are a tad political, but um, most are just the words that are, you know, um, you know, I've, I've, I think you and I talked about this before. I chose not to do some of the most political words um, mm -hmm. just because I'm not sure that's, I'm not sure what the word is, but uh, I'm just not sure that's where I wanted to go with this. Yeah, project. I understand I wanted, that. Yeah, and I wanted to more I, document as I, opposed to. I think almost in a way it's more powerful the way it is because it lets people decide. Yes, yeah. Every it, once in a while I'll put a little caption in that does. Just, the words are the words. Yeah, yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to show a couple of your rugs just in case we do use this on Facebook? I know, I know it's a podcast and people can't visually see them, but Margot's works are basically, she has um, taken white backgrounds and all of these and she's handwritten in her own handwriting, um, the COVID vocabulary as she sees it. And so, and she's used very strong colors in writing them. And if you want to follow Margot on Instagram, you would ventilate yeah, you're not good at this. <laughs> no, I got it. No, we got it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want to follow Margot on Instagram, it's uh, at COVID Vocab, right? Is, yeah, COVID Vocab 2020. COVID Vocab 2020. Yeah. And if you look up Margot Seaman, I think you'll find her. And so, you know, I love it that you've taken this idea and that that you're pers persisting with it. You know. Yeah, it's it's almost like. Um, and, and you've said this in, in the classes and, and on the Thursday show too, it's, it's like, it's, it's in you, you know, you just feel it and it has to come out. And um, I was just looking at, um, I made a, you know, a little list of um, kind of what I thought might be final words. I'm not sure it will, you know, cause we don't know if the pandemic's going to end, you know, like if, when, yeah. so it'll just kind of be ongoing. And um, I'm going to take a little pressure off myself. I, I, I've been trying to post, you know, at least five days a week. Um, and I, I've been, I threw in a few little, um, I, I'm big into photography too, but um, I threw in a few um, photographs of just part of the documenting process of um, uh, onto the Instagram feed of things that I see around um, uh, door sign, you know, st store door signs, store, the way stores are coping with the yeah. pandemic and, and the regulations. And, um, I just find it all fascinating. And, um, it's all part of that, that one word that, that is my, what do you call it? Cover photo. I guess it's reimagine mm -hmm. because we're, but we're all being asked to reimagine our lives, our businesses, our, um, uh, you know, just our kind relationships. of relationships. 
everything, everything has to be reimagined and in a way that we couldn't imagine. <laughs> you know? So, so this reimagining process is, so I did some of that with, um, um, you know, the pictures of, you know, different ways that, that stores are doing their hand sanitizer, different ways that people talk about masks, um, you know, and, um, and, and sort of the, the proactive way that, that stores are putting up signs about, you know, please wear a mask. And um, so that, you know, there's no question you must wear a mask when you come in because there were so many issues with that early on. Um, so I kind of toss it up with that now and then too. But um, but some of these other ones that I'm working on are going to take a little bit longer and they're they're yeah, obviously using, you know, different color, you know, more colors. But um, but I've been pleased with the, the just the 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 whites and the colors and you know it's been it's been fun trying out all these different whites too <laughs> you know, yes. just, no. have you thought about uh, trying to get a show for these rugs i i i have a little bit you know in terms of you know if we can get back up to nova scotia um both nina and i were um my mother-in-law were talking about um trying to get something together for next summer that would be um um kind of rugs in the time of covid you know so what different people did with with their time yeah. um different rug hookers how they dealt with their time it doesn't necessarily have to have a covid theme mm -hmm. but but lots of them do you know um lots of people i know who are up there are working on covid type rugs but um i think it's fascinating to see how people are how this is all manifesting into our artistic lives and i'm sure you're seeing so much of that too oh yeah i see a lot um, and i and it's i mean it's changing i think it's I just change. Well, I mean, it changes the way you see things, right? It, it totally does. Think yeah. about things, and then so then that changes your art. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, some degree, and yeah. I think to myself, you know, I wouldn't be had we not had this. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't have made all these rugs. Um, but I, I remember a point last summer where I, I just didn't have any ideas about what I wanted to do. You know, no. not not this summer, but the summer before. And uh, I remember Jane Steele, you know, I was just at one at her um, Monday night rug hooking and she didn't have any ideas and she drew up a little sheep for me. And, you know, I did that. And, but, but I literally, it's so funny to me now because I, now I, I have like so many ideas that, <laughs> yeah, and that they're not all, like you always say, they're not always great ideas, but, but there's so many ideas. And, you know, I'm, what I really love about all the classes that, you know, um, and, um, that, that we've been doing with you is that I'm now getting it down into a sketchbook and really working through some of those. And, um, and I, now I'm getting excited to, to really kind of dive into that. Um, but, I, but this project still is very much like feels, it just needs to come out. <laughs> you're in the middle of this project. Yeah. 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 I feel yeah. like you're somewhere in the middle, you know, I don't know if you're getting close to the end or you just I have no point. idea. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. But yeah. it's a worthwhile project, and it's interesting. Thank you. And it's very creative, and it's it's uh, to me in terms you know in terms of uh, how someone has taken a taken a rug hooking project and turned it into art. It definitely is, and so oh, thank you. Yeah, because I struggled with that. You know, is it just you know? But but this need for it to come out just is overwhelming. So I just was kind of like, well. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. And you're doing it and you're making it happen. And I think it's a really great project. I'm really happy to talk to you today. And I'm really happy to share this project with my audience. Thank you. Um, I'll, this, I'll put this podcast up. And I hope that some more people will find out about your, your fine work. And Thank you. Today I'm talking to the artist Margot Seaman from New Jersey. And it's 
at COVID Vocab 2020 if you want to know more about Marco. And I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick, and this is bookingrugs.com, and the podcast is Create Beauty Every Day. And I'm just always happy when you listen, and I'm always happy to share good work like Marco Siemens. Thank you. <laughs>